This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone. My name is Dara. This is Dear Hallmark, and we are still in the thick of Countdown to Christmas at Hallmark Channel. And I am not by myself today. It actually feels like deja vu because the guest that we have today in the home of Dear Hallmark, he was my first guest for Countdown to Christmas last year. And he was my first interview for the Dear Hallmark podcast. And now I have the pleasure of him being my first interview for Countdown to Christmas this year you guys it's my cousin andrew walker andrew how are what's you up cousin how are you <laughs> i so... feel honored i'm all these like firsts for you it's very it's very it's uh very humbling thank you thank you very much for you gotta keep it in the family reaching out. yeah no you gotta keep it in the family family first <laughs> so how are how are you doing how's life I'm great. I'm still coming off this this high from, you know, week ago in, in New York yeah. City where Hallmark put together this incredible event for all of us. And um, yeah, it was just one thing after the next, you know, it's just like they they had dinners planned and events and um, we had a press junket, which we've never I haven't really had the opportunity to do a lot of press junkets for films that I've done with Hallmark in the past. Yeah. Um, but we had some great interviews, myself, Paul and Tyler for our, our movie Three Wise Men and um, along with some of the other cast, you know, for their films coming out. And so just, you know, I, I, I said to you when we we're off camera, you know, this is what happens when you get a, a, a few strong females, in the, you know, in the in as the, the heads of the network now and, and 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 in marketing as well. And they're doing some really incredible things for for all of us. And they're really changing the landscape of of how people view Hallmark and, and the stars. And yeah. um, you know, so it's I'm, I'm just it was such an amazing time to be in New York and this time of year as well. The leaves are changing and the cold yeah. air. And I feel like I am a true East Coast guy at heart. I love the West Coast. I when I arrive back in the West Coast. I'm like, okay, this is this is home to me now. Yeah. But I do I do miss the everything about the East Coast feels, you know, during fall and winter. Just for a brief moment. Then yeah. I'm good to get back <laughs> to, to the warmth. To the warmth again. <laughs> That's the one thing that keeps me on the East Coast. I love experiencing all four seasons like that. Like having the cold, the the changing of the leaves, but then also having the brutal summers as well. I'm not a summer person, so like fall and winter. That's my homeostasis right there. Like that's where I've always <laughs> winter as well. Winter. Mm -hmm. I love the cold. I thrive in the cold. In the summer, I can barely breathe. Oh, like wow. my allergies are all out of whack. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is something about the East Coast summers though that I like the sound of the cicadas. You know, those mm. like those like sounds of cicadas. Um 
the smell of the air, the barbecue. Like if you're like, I remind reminds me of driving my bike through the streets when I was like, oh, yeah. I I was a, I, I lived at the pool. I lived at the park when I was when I was growing up playing soccer and football, and I was also at the pool a lot during the you know dead of the summer. But driving back home from soccer or going to a friend's place and then that sound of the cicadas and then the smell of barbecues in the air and, you know, it was just – and the humidity. It's just like something <laughs> very nostalgic about all that, which we don't get in the West Coast really. You know, yeah. I don't – you know. Also, California is a – or L.A., not California. L.A. is 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 a – is very – it's a specific place. It's not – you don't get a lot of – community neighborhood feels it's not like kids mm. driving their bikes through through streets you know what i mean okay, it's more just yeah. like we drive our kids to the park and then they have the park to be able to go to but we're very it's an you know a a, a anomaly neighborhood we live in and i i give i give credit full credit to my wife for creating this like everywhere she goes she creates community like she she'll just you know we have this she sent out for example she sent out an email uh, she's actually, we delivered hard letters and emails to all of our neighbors up and down the street. Cause we didn't have really a Halloween street. Oh, and so wow. this year, another mom reached out to her and we have a few new moms on the, on the, on the block now. And they're like, why are we going to bring our kids to another neighborhood? Why don't we just create Halloween for our own, like in our, our own Halloween here in our backyard yeah. and all our kids are super young. So we'll just, so she, anyways, we had our kids, myself and my wife and my in-laws are visiting right now. We went up and we were responsible for the top of our street. So we, do, we dropped off letters for everybody. We got like 20, like we have, our street probably has 55 houses on it, maybe 50 houses on it. We got like 32 responses back from, from people saying we're in. So the kids are going to, we had Nate, we have friends of ours coming over to our house to trick or treat up and down our street. So people are going to take, are get going to get involved from four 30 to six. And then we meet at the top of the Hill for, for drinks, for cocktails, for little West, little West cocktails. <laughs> um, it's very, it's, they're, they're good with, with alcohol in them as well. Um, but we, uh, we meet at the top of the street at six o'clock and we're going to just have like a neighborhood gathering, you know? So I love that. It's great. I love it. You can create community wherever you are, wherever you go. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Now you brought up barbecue, which is a good segue because we are in the thick of Christmas. So I want to know, is there like a Christmas dish or some food that specifically sparks your mind about Christmas or that reminds you of Christmas when you smell it or when you eat it? Yeah, for sure. Stuffing. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> the, the, um, what's the one, what's the one important, not, ter not, um, sage. It's like the smell of sage mm -hmm. is, is, is Christmas to me. And my uncle was the guy who made all the stuffing when we were, when I was growing, when we were, when I was young, going to my aunt and uncle's house for Christmas. Um, and now I'm the, I, the torch has been passed to me with my in-laws at their house when we have Christmas at their place. So I have my own little, little, you know, take on stuffing. Oh, it's always, it all, it's always, you know, a ton of sage, a ton yeah. of sage in there. Yeah. So I think sage stuffing for sure is Christmas to me. That sounds really, really good. I think for me, it's that classic Christmas ham, like the honey glazed uh, Christmas ham. I can have it any time of the year, but it still would, I, it still feels Christmassy to me to yeah, smell yeah. like the honey glaze and to have that ham and I always have it with like the same sides the macaroni and cheese the stuffing the collard greens yeah, and the cranberry yeah, yeah, sauce yeah. it's like 
It's a dream. It's a dream. Holiday yeah. eating is like the it's best so, eating. Oh, holiday eating is the best. Oh my gosh, it's the best. It it's really like guilt free. Come on. You're just like, yeah, I've I've been waiting all year for this, you know? Literally. Literally. Yeah. So you have quite you had quite the busy year here, Mr. Walker, uh, before we get into Maple Valley Christmas, which is why you're here. But you also um, had another movie come out on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries earlier this year, which was Curious Caterer, um, opposite your good friend, Nikki DeLoach, which can I just say, because I didn't have a chance to talk with you about this yet. I want you in every mystery movie from now on. You did your thing. <laughs> And that I loved what you brought to that role. I loved like the the sass kind of like the no nonsense. Um, what did I think? Jackson, I called you like detective, detective heart. We called you a name. We have a name for your character. <laughs> I gotta I know that name. I gotta get that name. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> I I oh detective buzzkill. That's what we called them. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we we. We enjoyed, like, thoroughly enjoyed your performance in that and seeing you in a different aspect because we're so used to seeing you in these specific type of roles on Hallmark Channel. But with this character, we got, we got to kind of saw the, the darker side of Charmin, if you will, like the darker side of yeah, what yeah. Um, Angie could bring to Hallmark. So can you talk a little bit, uh, just a bit for, like, how was it playing that role and being in that, that different space in a mystery context? Yeah, well, thank you. I uh, I really appreciate that. I uh, it was a bit of a risk, you know. I uh, Nikki and I had talked about about approaching this movie differently because we've been in four movies before. We were like, well, we don't want to just give people another Nikki Deloach Andrew Walker film, and you know, let's let's have fun with this and let's play against all you know all the all your natural instincts are usually natural instincts in a, in a hallmark movie are to show that budding romance and mm -hmm. to be a little more flirtatious and everything but you know i listened to a i listened to a uh, an interview with matthew mcconaughey when he was preparing for true detective and he was saying you know normally in a in a movie because normally he does feature films he'll have a beginning middle and end but with a mini series or like uh, you know like what we're doing mystery wheels the the love story could happen in the fifth fifth movie or yeah. like you could start things could start coming together in the fifth movie whereas you know with 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 Matthew McConaughey he was talking about other things he was you know true detective was a was definitely not a hallmark movie but um <laughs> right. but i i took a lot i took some some advice from what he had said and was just like play against all of those those instincts to want to resolve things you know immediately and so um you know i watched that i watched um i watched the uh what's it called the oh my gosh why am i blanking on it right now i watched a it was a great detective series uh female lead uh from the titanic what's her name kate winslet, kate winslet. yeah what's her detective series she did the something of something of I don't know. The something of something. It's it's a anyways great 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 detective series, and um, you know my I've watched since then. Actually, I didn't I didn't get an opportunity to watch a lot of the the the, the um, uh, mystery wheels when mm -hmm. I did this when I did Curious Caterer, but I've since then watched a bunch of these mystery wheels, and there are like a little there are some some you know I watched the perfect perfect uh, what was it what was the one perfect something perfect mystery perfect 
mystery perfect oh picture perfect mystery picture, picture perfect picture perfect mysteries and the character in that was a little bit like me you know written on paper it was this guy had come from the city you know i came from san francisco um in curious caterer i had had recently been divorced my wife didn't come to the to the small town that she had told me she wanted to move back to because mm -hmm. of you know because of she you know we, we were trying to rekindle things in our relationship and also she wanted to have more of a you know we talk about community she wanted to have a little bit more of a community feel to her to her life and and san francisco as it is if whoever's been there is it's it's changing you know it's a, it's can be a dangerous city in 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 parts of san francisco now and in really nice neighborhoods what you know like you can walk out of this incredible hotel and be right in the thick of, you know, of, of tent city, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and there's people doing drugs all around you and stuff. So anyways, I wanted to go deep into this, into that world and into that mindset of this guy, you know, going through and carrying the burden and the weight of this, you know, the recent separation of his wife or not too recent, but recent enough that it's mm -hmm. major heartache He's coming from a city. Uh, he's le he left the city because he just was was dealing with uh, you know way too much stress in in his work and his and and he was seeing kind of you know he he was witnessing you know humanity at at its worst you know and and you know we don't have the opportunity to ever really tell these stories and to play them out in in Hallmark world but I wanted to. You know, I wanted to kind of sit in that a little bit with this guy. And uh, and I'm really excited. We, we're going back. We're doing our second one in three weeks. We're going <laughs> to shoot our second Curious Caterer. We're bringing you more. That's so all I wanted gonna... for Christmas. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. I love it. Speaking of Christmas, because that's the theme here, uh, you were also at Christmas Con Pasadena earlier this year, and you were at Rama Drama West Palm Beach earlier this year. So you actually had a chance to get out and like meet your audience and meet your fans. So how was it being at uh, both of those events uh, earlier this year? How was that for you? Well, outside of seeing you at these as well and, and seeing, <laughs> you know, my other my other podcaster friends, um, it's amazing. This is, you know, it really solidifies, you know, the reason behind why we do what we do. And, um, you know, as an actor, you never, you don't really get the opportunity to, I don't want to say change people's lives, but like give people that much escapism or that mm -hmm. much, you know, um, hope, you know, there's a lot of hope in these movies and, uh, and you, you could, you go on set, you do your work and you leave, you come back home. You just, I'm, 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 you know, integrated back into my family here, but I don't, I don't, I don't see fans that can that many fans in a condensed amount of time and in a, in a small you know in like these convention centers mm -hmm. ever you know this was an opportunity a few years ago three years ago when the first christmas christmas con came around i was blown away you know nine thousand people and people coming over wanting to say hi to me for the yeah. work that i've done and saying you've, you really you brought me through cancer remission or you've you helped me get, you know, get through a difficult time losing my husband or, you know, I've, I had people coming over to my table that were taken out of hospice, you know, that were, that this was their dream. This was, this was their like Disneyland moment that they wanted to come and say hi and say thank you and just meet 
the, the people that, that have, you know, that kind of have are a lot, are giving them some ease in their, in their final days, you know, and this is, it's a big, that's, you know, it's a, that's a, it's a, it's a great weight to, to have, but it's a, it's a weight and it, it makes, it makes all of us. I know I spoke to Tyler about it. I've spoken to Nikki. I've spoken to like all my good friends and mm-hmm. on the channel about it, you know, about this, about this experience. And what it does for us is it makes us, it fuels us to go back and to, to do better work and to like really give our best in everything we do, you know, and, um, and, I, and also give people a little bit more, BTS behind the scenes and what we're doing and, and, uh, and just, you know, I think that it's, this is, this is a very unique network in that we're, we are able to do this for people. And, you know, you don't get this with CBS or NBC or ABC. You don't get these with just normal, you know, network television. This is a, this is a very specific community of people and it's just growing Mm -hmm. every day when people find out about these movies and this is the beauty of the movies we're doing now and the stories we're telling now and how open and more open these these stories can be and how more broad the storylines are this is the the beauty in the time that we're 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 in right now and with with hallmark is that we can accumulate more viewers because they're like oh wow i didn't realize hallmark did a movie about three three men and a baby or i didn't realize hallmark did a movie about um a girl with down syndrome i didn't mm. know hallmark did a movie that was that was biracial relations or same-sex relations or you know what i mean it was this is mm-hmm. this is all the beautiful stories that we're telling that's real life that's re you know these are things that people that were this is our world you know this is yeah. what we're, we're this is what we live in so let's tell those stories and I know I speak for many when I say thank you to you guys for how much you give of your time. Because even though you guys are only on those sets for three weeks, it's not just y'all tiptoeing through the tulips. Like y'all are y'all are grinding. Like even shooting these Christmas movies, the um I heard in another interview like how hot it gets, and you guys have to wear those pea coats and those sweaters and still put on your game face and still show us that it's or prove to us that it's cold like where you are and then to come to these events and give so much of yourself so much of your energy so much of your attention of your time we're grateful for that as well because even as you said other celebrities it's like they don't pay people the the time of day like they could care less but you we can tell that you guys truly care and you truly put your best foot forward and I know that I can speak for many when I say thank you like we really feel that we appreciate that so I wanted to to say that thanks Dara thank you I mean look we're not working in a coal mine you know what I mean it's not like it's not that it's it's honestly not that tough you know I mean yeah so what we're hot like you know I I go through my day I'm like okay all right the word the the worst, wor- the worst fear that I have, or the fear, but what I don't want is I just don't want to be on camera where my face is just like dripping with sweat, <laughs> where I'm like trying to fall in love with this girl, you know. I mean, but the reality is, is that hey, Maple Valley Christmas, I'm gonna be sweaty. I'm gonna be a sweaty mess in that movie. It was the it was the hottest I've ever been on any movie set, and I was on top of a horse, yeah. and the horse was radiating heat. And I had ice packs down my chest and my back. And I mean, everywhere I could put an, an ice pack, I had an ice pack, but it still was just, it was a hundred plus degrees plus humidity, um, you know, but it could be way worse. And, <laughs> you know, and so, 
I just, you just, I'm just trying to still focus on the work and focus on, you know, the telling the story, making sure the story is being told in the way that I want it to without having the heat affect my, <laughs> you know, kind of creep into my brain and go, Oh my God, Andrew, it's so damn hot right now. Right. Can you, can you say these lines? Are you, what, how do you look right now? Is your hair, is your hairline all sweaty? Is your mustache, your lip all sweaty? <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about a Maple Valley Christmas because last year you had my Christmas family tree where you played opposite Amy Teagarden. And that was a movie that had Hallmark movies and mysteries feels, but it was on Hallmark channel. And now this year you're actually on Hallmark movies and mysteries. So we, we know what to expect in a sense with this movie. So can they do have a, a little bit of a trailer out. So the viewers we know that um, you play a guy named Aaron who, from what I can see, I think he's a real estate developer or real estate executive of some sort. Yeah. And um, the leading lady, I'm not sure of her name, but she owns a ranch. And I'm not sure if you're coming to to like take it over or to to buy it, but there's there's that aspect of it, which is which gives you quintessential Hallmark. But I'm curious yeah. if you could go into what that movies and mystery spin is on this movie with that kind of quintessential Hallmark storyline. Yeah. Um, so the girl, her name is Peyton List. She's amazing. She's she brought something completely different to Hallmark. Um, she's she was on the show Mad Men back in the okay. day. Um, she's she's so talented. She's like extremely underrated actress i'm very fortunate they got to work with her on this um yeah she's very like mysterious and she's kind of got this like old world movie star-esque feel to her um and so she um she owns a maple syrup farm she it was it was passed on to her um, in this in this movie, you see that it's passed on. It's been generations of this of this farm that they've had in the family, um, but her mom has fallen in love with a uh, and her her um, uh, her dialect coach in Italy. Her she was learning how to speak Italian, and she falls in love with this guy who's who's teaching her her Italian teacher. Um, she decides she's going to pick up and move to Italy, and she's leaving the farm to the two daughters to the girls, and they're kind of at odds with how they want to how they want to move forward with the business. Mm. And, um, and just so happens that the land next door to the maple syrup farm uh, comes up for sale. And this was land that they had sold to the, to the, to the current owner back 20 plus years ago when they were in some financial hardship. And so they would just assume that they were going to be able to, to repurchase it. Um, but the guy has fiduciary responsibilities with his investors and other people that are part of that business. So he can't just sell it to them for mm. the lowest price. He's got to get the highest price for it, but they don't, they're also, they don't have that money necessarily. I am the son of a real estate developer. It's kind of just a, a business that I have fallen into. My dad has tr been trying to, you know, groom me into taking over this business. I'm more of a creative spirit. I don't really agree with a lot of the business moves my dad has done in the past. He's cutthroat. Mm. I'm not so much. Um, but I'm sent to over the holidays, sent to see this this land because my father finds out about it, and um, 
And so my dad's very gun ho about buying this land and he wants to develop it and turn it into condos and whatnot. But it does have a, it has, it for sure, it has like the old school Hallmark feel to it. Mm-hmm. But what makes it movies and mysteries is the dramatic, you know, side to, to this movie. So it's, it's, it, this is a, this is a story about a father and son relationship that is mm. um, tormented. It, it's very, it's, it's our, you know, he's, He's basically, I've, I've never lived up to his expectations. It was, um, we got in, you know, I've gotten in, I, I get into it with my father in this movie more than I have in, in any movie that I've done before on, on Hallmark. And, um, and then the love story, you know, the love story is super passionate. It's a very like deep love story of these two people falling in love immediately, like love at first sight. Our first kiss is, is before any first kiss that I think, I think it's record breaking <laughs> first kiss page, you know, page number, like page 23 or whatever that we, we end up, you know, that you end up getting Whoa. this first kiss. That's a, I, I don't want to give too much away, but I guess I did. But, um, <laughs> but basically when Peyton, Peyton and I are, when Peyton and I were working this out, I was like, Peyton, and she was new to this world. So I'm like, Peyton, how do we make this so that we don't like, like lose people? We have to like, this has to be very, it has to just, be organic you know in 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 how passionate we are and how much we fall in love you know fall for each other in this and you know looking at it and comparing it to my relationship with my wife I guess the best way that I can compare it is I met my wife I went out for a drink with her I'd been single only for like a month and a half to two months I was like oh single life I'm gonna be single for you know at least a year year and a half enjoy my time and I went out for my first drink with her and I was like I'm going to marry this girl. I can't, I can't believe, I mean, if this girl gives me the time of day for like the next little while, this is my wife. This is exactly what I want. Wow. So this is the same thing. You know, this was, this is this, this, you know, Aaron and Erica, Aaron Davenport, my character and Erica just fall for each other. And they just, there's this undeniable connection. Um, and so I think like Hallmark movies and mysteries movies are just the contrast of what you're going to get on Hallmark channel, which is like more Hallmark channel is more, you know, comedy. There's, you're going to get a lot more comedy. You're going to get, especially nowadays, you know, three wise men is like, like single camera comedy, you know, where this, this movie for me, this was why it's a really exciting Christmas for me or my, you know, for the movies that I was able to do is this one's very dramatic love story is super deep and passionate. And then, mm. you know, and I have this contentious relationship with my father and I'm, um, and I'm still, I'm trying to win this. I'm trying to like make good on this with this girl still while trying to, trying to please and appease my father in, in doing, you know, in doing what he wants me to do. But I end up, you know, you'll, you'll see there's, there's, there will, I end up, you know, fighting for the two and, and you'll, you'll see how it all fares, you know, by watching the movie. But, um, so I think that's the contrast, you know, Hallmark movies and mysteries, you're just going to get a lot more of the dramatic, you're going to get a lot more of the slower played out, you know, love story and the, but this is, this was a, this was a really, a really fun movie to, to kind of sink my teeth into these, these types of dynamics between the girl, the love interest and my father. So are you saying we're going to cry? Like, should I have tissue boxes not one, but two next to me as I'm watching this, Andrew. Like, what what are you saying to us right now? 
I don't I don't know what your what your uh, what your barometer is for cry your cry barometer. You know how easy do you cry, Dara? So you might you might have to have the Kleenex box next to you. I think that you know for a, for a, from a male like I was telling this story. I was thinking about all the guys that haven't that have never lived up to their father's expectations. Whoa, you know, and mm. and I I came I came from a place with my father. He was my football coach super tough on my sister and I more tough on my sister than he was with me. Um, but I had a great, really have, I have a great relationship with my father. Is he a difficult man? He's a difficult man. He's, he's set in his ways. He's 84 now, 83, 84, mm. um, different generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely had my, you know, in my late teens, you know, late teen and mid to late teens, I had some, I had it out with my dad a few times, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just, I think that mothers and and daughters have the same thing. Fathers and sons have the same thing. So I felt like I was telling this story in a way and like thinking about all the guys that have never lived up to their their father's expectations and have had these like unrealistic, you know, goals set by their dads and, 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 and plans set by their fathers. Like, Oh, my son's going to do this. He's going to be a lawyer. He's going to be a doctor. He's going to be that, you know, whatever it is. Um, and he's, like I said, he's, my father's also groomed me and taken the time out of his life that he's felt like he's like, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've made these sacrifices to, to make sure that you are the guy to take over this business without you, there's nobody else taking over. So the pressure behind that, it's a ton of pressure. And so, um, yeah, I, I, it was a very beautiful exorcism of these things that I had been feeling and, and I'm sure other, you know, uh, you know, other men have felt, you know, along the way and their journey of, of just, uh, being a, being a son. Yeah. I know I can relate to that even as a daughter, because when my parents divorced, I lived with my dad. And so I was with him throughout all of high school and he, his goal for me, Daria, you're going to be a lawyer. Daria going to be a lawyer. Like that was his goal for me. I had no interest in law, but his thing was as much as we argued back and forth, like apparently he thought I had some type of skill and debate and analytics and like analytical thinking and things like that. So he was like, oh my gosh, she needs to be a lawyer. Like you need to be a lawyer. And so when I, I, I remember that fateful day when I called him and told him I was going to major in English, <laughs> he said, what? He's like, no, 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 no. This is not, this is not what what's what's going yeah. down. And so we we definitely had a, a contentious relationship. But it, I remember when I sent him the first uh paper that I wrote for a creative nonfiction class, and I wrote it um about my parents' divorce, because that was the first time that I actually had the chance to Wow. Like it was like a cathartic exercise, like writing that, because I hadn't dealt with it at that point. And him reading it, and he said, "I get it. Like, uh, okay, this is this is cool." And so I think people, I think both men and women, I th- will be able to relate because I think fathers, they they have that thing. Like, there's that that, that thing about fathers where like they want the best for their kids, but sometimes it doesn't come off the right way in the way that they try to yeah try to execute it like would you say that about the father character in this movie like um I, as much as you can say um in terms of like he has good intentions but it just comes off um incorrectly like can you talk a little bit more about the the father character yeah no i mean look um 
it, it, this is this is still a Hallmark movie, so he he's he's got he 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 has you know uh, he has a softness to him for sure. You know, there's mm-hmm. a but I would say that on paper it was unlike anything I had ever like I it was he we pushed the writer pushed the limits on on mm. what type of man this was. He he, um, you know we've at the very beginning it was more you know you he starts to realize or i start to realize and 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 show him that i'm really not necessarily cut out to do to 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 do this to do that type the type Mm. of work that he wants me to do um but you know he he keeps pushing he keeps pushing me till the very end we have have like to a point where we're severing ties like our relationship is potentially severed like we're not who knows what's going to happen next you know and um and so no it was it was unlike any anything that i'd I'd ever any movie i'd ever worked on with a father-son relationship and for that matter with like even even the story in general a mother-daughter relationship i mean i feel like this relationship was so severed and fractured and and you know we you catch this these two these two these two men at a point in their life where you know there's a lot of history here a lot of history of just of of um the agenda my father's agenda just kind of not potentially come you know not coming to fruition you know not his he's starting to see his son go and going like but like unlike you I didn't have anything to show my dad necessarily. I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a kid that's still a guy that's still trying to figure out what it is that I, that I, that I want to do. I have some ideas of what I want to do. I haven't put them to action yet because I haven't had the ability to put, put them to action because I'm, I'm too caught up in my dad's business. So I'm resentful of the business. Um, you know, I, I, when I told my father in Montreal, when I was, I had been acting already for about five, six years, but when I actually told him that I'm, I'm driving, I'm buying a car to drive to California to try to make a go of it as an actor, he was like, all right, I'll see you in two weeks. You know, I'll, mm. I'll see you in two weeks, buddy. You know, mm-hmm. and, and my whole, my whole plan for my, my father's, well, and my plan was that I was supposed to play football in, in a U.S. college. I had a bunch of scholarships. I, I picked a college. I tore my ACL. I got injured. My dad thought I was just going to rehab my knee, get back to it. Um, things didn't work out that way. And I had a passion for acting and performance. And and so I I just decided to pick up and leave at 21. Mm-hmm. And I never thought in a million years at 21 I would I would make that decision. I thought I was going to be at, at home when I up until like 28 I still mm. I had I lived in my parents basement you know and I, I decked mm. it out I had like a pretty good situation there yeah but uh no the father in this and the the actor Paul and I'm blanking on his last name um Paul has he he puts up an awesome performance as this father you know and and um he said funny enough he said that he had never he had never had he'd never booked a, a Hallmark job he's gone out for Hallmark but he's never booked a Hallmark job because they thought they thought that he was a little too rough around the edges. They thought that he was oh, a little wow. too, um, yeah, yeah. So, so wow. he's this is what he you, you'll see him. He's he's a he should be in you know an HBO drama. Mm, okay, but that's what this guy's bringing. Which is great. Yeah, 
I love that. Oh, that's exciting. So to kind of um, bring some happy feels into it, because <laughs> I don't want to really... <laughs> um, another lane but to bring some happy feels like what was a, a really cool heartfelt moment that you can remember filming that the viewers can look out for as much as you're able to to tell us what was like a a heartfelt moment after filming that scene you were like you yourself were touched by that that scene I mean, all the, all the scenes with my father, for sure. You know, all the scenes where we where we had, um, yeah, where we were just we were we we were going through what we were going through. You know, but I think the most heartfelt. I think that you know, you, you do a movie with a horse that's having <laughs> that has a lot that has animals in it, and I think like it that was probably seeing seeing the seeing the horse for the first time, and then you'll 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 see in the in the movie, but seeing the horse for the first time which draws me into the uh, where is how, is how i meet how i meet erica how i meet mm -hmm. uh, peyton List's character but basically being drawn to that horse uh i'm my my mother who passed when i was younger um my mother was her dream was to be a cowgirl her dream mm -hmm. was to live on a ranch and so she would always take me horseback riding and she would always like want to you know spend time at ranches you know with me and go you know we would want to she'd want to that's what that's her dream was so you see that softness that like little boy coming out in me again in that connection with the horse and then seeing Peyton List's character Erica and she's basically you know a she's kind of like what my mother she embodies what my mother all the qualities of what my mom would have would have wanted in a girl in a in a wife for me as well you know mm -hmm. and so um i just see that so i think the, the i think the very beginning of the movie when i see the horse when i meet erica for the first time it's just this you know enraptured in mm. memories and and um yeah nostalgia and uh, and also I'm, I'm caught off guard, you know, about how much this is all, how, this, how much this all means to me and how, and how crazy it is that it's coming, that, that it's happening right now, you know? Yeah. So I think, yeah, for the first like 15 pages in to about 30, 35 pages into the script, you know, that, that I think that was really for me, uh, a, a really special beginning of a movie. Yeah. So what do you think as viewers, both who are familiar with Hallmark, who knows it wouldn't be a Christmas movie without an Andrew Walker Christmas movie, like Hallmark Christmas movie, but also those who are coming to Hallmark for the first time and they're seeing an Andrew Walker, a Maple Valley Christmas. What do you hope the people take away from this movie after watching it? I hope, I hope people take away that this is, these are, these are incredibly well-told stories with, you know, actors that are, that are bringing it. You're like Peyton List is an, is an, is incredible in this movie. And, you know, and I, and I always hope for people coming to Hallmark movies that they also don't think about their lives, their regular lives mm -hmm. while they're watching this movie, that they're, mm -hmm. they're taken away and they're really, you know, brought into this world that we create 
for them. And, um, you know, I, I, I love these stories so much that we get to tell. And there's some that I'm, that I'm more proud of than others, but you know, you never know. This is like a, this is, this is a recipe that you put together and you never really know how it's going to turn out. All I know mm -hmm. is that the producer has told me, which I've done a, a few movies for this producer before. And he's like, this is, this is one of my, the nicest looking movies that I've ever done. And he goes, oh. it's so beautiful. And the, and the story is incredible. And you and Peyton are, are amazing. In it. And he's like, not somebody to, to blow smoke. So yeah. I'm excited for people to, to, to see this movie and to, you know, to hear what, uh, I'm excited for the new viewers and I'm excited for the, for the, for all of the, the veterans to tell me their honest opinion, you know, and, and yeah. let me know how they felt about seeing a movie like this. Cause it's been a while since you've done a movies and mysteries Christmas movie. Right. I feel like it's been, uh, yeah, a, it was, um, Christmas on my mind was the last. Yeah. Which was yeah. With Ashley Green. Yes. So it's it's been a minute and a half. So we're happy to see you back on the Movies and Mysteries channel. Thank and Thank we you. are going to be sure to watch a Maple Valley Christmas. Now, I just wanted to add this P.S. note. Maple, the fall that I needed in the fall. I feel like they're they're giving us that because we're still in early November. We're, we're getting that that mix of fall but with like a, a beautiful Christmas overlay with it like it is was that the vibe I mean of course Hallmark's going to bring the Christmas but I just like that they added in like the maple syrup uh, <laughs> element in there yeah that's pure, that's a beautiful description that's exactly what it is it's 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 a it's a uh, it's a Christmas movie with a beautiful fall underlay did you reverse that? Did you say a Christmas underlay or fall? Yeah, said you said like a fall is, movie with it, like Christmas overlay. <laughs> overlay, overlay. So the yeah, I guess it's a, a fall underlay. <laughs> this is Christmas overlay. Um, but that's exactly what it is. It's perfectly described. Uh, this you're you know the move the movie poster I think is really what, what what makes you think more fall because it is the leaves you know the col different colors of the leaves and stuff. But mm -hmm. um. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Christmas, a Christmas movie, a Hallmark, anything Hallmark Christmas related, you're going to get full Christmas. You're going to get in the scenes. There's going to be tons of garland and tons of I mean, trees everywhere um, lit up, you know, trees and, and lights and wreaths. And you're going to get all the Christmas, all the Christmas. All the Christmas. Um, but it, it's but I think that's why it's also they're they're airing it so early in the, in the season is, you know, it's, it is a, it's a fall Christmas movie. So. I love that. I love that. Well, Sir Andrew of the Walkers, thank you so much for being here in the home of dear Hallmark. I appreciate you. Um, I want to give you the last word. So whatever you want to say, whether it's about the movie Hallmark channel, something to the viewers or listeners, whatever you want to say, I want to give you this moment to just say whatever it is on your heart. Well, thanks, Dara. I just I I feel so fortunate to be on the podcast again, and thank you so much. And like I said at the beginning of this, you know, it's a really um, really special year for me being in two movies like this, and um, and you know, I I couldn't be more proud of of the uh, of where Hallmark is taking the the network and. I couldn't be more proud of the people that are on the network. And um, 
I am just feeling, I, f- I feel like I am the luckiest guy, the luckiest guy in the world. Honestly, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing any other, any other work for any other network, to be honest. I just, I just love this community so much and I can't wait for Christmas con coming up and I can't wait to see everybody's faces there and can't wait to see your face there. And um, I'm excited for these two movies. You know, you're going to get something completely different. Maple Valley Christmas and, and Three Wise Men are two <laughs> completely different movies. <laughs> You'll cry in Three Wise Men too. You'll cry. There, no there way. Might be some, no way. There, there might be some tears in Three Wise Men. I cried. I cried reading the script. I, I teared up reading the script. Shut up. Yeah. So I'll leave you with that. <laughs> and we'll talk about Three Wise Men when we talk about Three Wise Men. Oh. Uh- well you guys i'm dara he's andrew this is dear hallmark and i will talk to you guys in the happy next halloween episode. everybody too <laughs>